0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the Bigger Picture. Well, looking at the budget, we had a slew of goodies, such as an increase in handouts to help offset the cost of living pressures. And on the other side of things, we've got taxes raised on things like higher value property multinational firms in time to come with the minimum tax and luxury cars and looking at the reaction in markets yesterday the benchmark sti was down 1.4 percent. so this is uh, something to chew on as we see who are the winners and losers from budget 2023 and to help us unpack it we've got willie king he is the founder of dividend titan morning
1: willie Hey, good morning, Ryan.
0: I can tell you are pretty (laughs) excited by the stuff that came up from budget on the personal front. Oh,
1: oh, yes. You must be pretty happy with handouts. Yeah, I mean, I always look forward to handouts, especially the CDC vouchers. And always get excited. But the thing is, right, before I can actually get my hands on it, my wife will have already spent everything on the groceries before I could (laughs) get my snacks on, buying my snacks on it.
0: (laughs) That's why it's for anyway, to buy stuff that you will need. Uh, Going into the handouts, actually. We've got a slew of handouts from CDC vouchers Mm. and also support for lower-income families. How will that play out when we look at some of the beneficiaries when we take a look at the stock market?
1: Mm. I mean, after reading through the budget 2023 i mean there are a couple of things which have really stood out for me i think some of the key themes here is really helping people um like yourself and myself to actually get um to cope with the inflation the high inflation and of course to help with uh consumption um i'm also looking at some of the stuff like uh, innovation and the labor market support mm. and like what you say right uh, consumption is one so that actually helps um some of the fmb retail you know i I was listening to what you discussed a couple of days on market updates and you know you mentioned about analysts, you know, talking about um, retail F and B companies like Shengxiang, Kim Kimli, Jumbo. I think these will be the key beneficiaries for the, the consumption focus. But I think what is actually even more interesting here is the landlords that help to take up the physical spaces for Shengxiang. you know, um, for, for some of the tenants like St. Xiong Jumbo Group and mm. so on, they are the, probably the ones which would be the ultimate beneficiaries, you know, like landlords which own um, shopping malls in Singapore like Waterway Point, Jurong um, Point, Junction 8, Raffles City. So these are some of the landlords which would probably be interesting to watch. Yeah, so you're looking at
0: retail REITs and a couple of them that come to mind would be like Fraser Centrepoint Trust, Suntec REIT. Uh, how is that playing to your current portfolio right now?
1: Mm. Um, so these are the REITs, you know, they just released results and you can see how some of their distributions have sort of, sort of grown. I mean, some of these REITs, right, like I did mention before on my blog that while um, interest rates could actually impact some of these REITs, but at the end of the day, not all REITs are the same, right? Because in a growing economy where you have um, growing consumption, um, these REITs or these retail landlords are able to increase The rent accordingly because typically for retail REITs, they have this very interesting agreement with the tenants, right? As the tenants make more money from the sales Mm. where people buy more stuff, the landlords can also take part in the profits of some of these tenants. So as the tenants make more money from the sales, as we spend in their shops, the retail REITs also will um, collect higher rent. So this is actually good for some of these retail rates, despite rising interest rates.
0: Yeah, some of the lease agreements includes a component where it's based on sales. So it's a bit of a percentage there that they can benefit from. And talk about innovation, um, really. How would that benefit if you want to play off this angle?
1: Mm. So, I mean, like what many analysts are talking about, right? Like how businesses, they are right now enjoying tax deductions of up to 400%, if they're able to actually tell the government that they're going into... Uh, R&D, developing their intellectual property. So a lot of these manufacturing companies or semiconductor companies like AEM, Venture, UMS, NanoFirms, some of these uh, which analysts are talking about would be a beneficiary. But when I was looking deeper, um, I was was more interested in why not look at companies which have that kind of winner-takes-all approach. That means looking at Companies which develop the railroads for some of these uh, very innovative companies, right? That means I'm talking about infrastructure. Mm. So, um, business trusts like Netlink Trust, which owns um, fiber optic channels, which allows the transmission of data from one point to another. Because ultimately, some of these companies, these technology companies, semiconductor manufacturing companies, they are making stuff for the Internet of Things, for technology companies, which in turn, you need to be able to find a channel to transmit some of this data. So I'll be looking at the win takes all kind of approach which dominates this sector.
0: Yeah, some of these indirect proxies uh, could also have opportunities for investors to look at, especially when you look at how uh, a lot of these companies rely on connectivity. And imagine labour market support. (laughs) That's a big issue for Singapore. So if you look at some of the measures that came through, what can we look out for um, to take part in this angle?
1: Hmm. I mean, um, you, you can see the whole theme about trying to upskill um, knowledge-based workers in Singapore. So trying to give funding, trying to give training, so and so forth. So this is going to help in a lot of um, job movement, job relocations as well. Um, and one thing which struck up to me, which I've written some time back, is um, companies which provide uh, human resources uh, development and transfers. So you're talking about recruitment agencies, So listed companies like HR Net Group would probably be something which will be in focus uh, because they are the ones, you know, they are one of the largest, if not the largest um, uh, um, contract staffing in Singapore. So as um, people get more upskilled, you know, they go through training and this this will help them to actually move from one job to another more easily. And with the opening up of the economy in Singapore, you know, as the pandemic recovers, we are seeing certain specific sectors looking to actually hire. So I think this is something really interesting for uh, human resources company, um, especially like HRNet. Mm.
0: Well, i Chen, Willie King. He is the founder for Dividend Titan, helping us to unpack who might be the winners and losers from Budget 2023. So on the flip side, Willie, let's look at mm. the other end of the equation. We've got a couple of headwinds potentially for businesses because we are looking at higher costs and I'm looking at things like higher CPF contributions, uh, mm. overall manpower costs. What are the things to look out for here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you did mention, Ryan, I mean, a couple of days back, right? Uh, you pointed out things like the uh, wealth taxes, um, sorry, taxes for properties for the wealthy, Um Taxes on cars as well. So I think some of these um, would. Singapore is looking to actually raise taxes for some of these higher value properties. Mm. And in terms of this, could actually slow down or impact um, residential developments, especially for the wealthy as well. So property developers. Um, could be a negative here for the budget. So, you know, we are talking about some of the bigger developers, the big developers, even the small developers as well. Uh, We're looking at city development, um, Capital Land Investments, which also does property development, and even Capital Corp, which is a conglomerate. Uh, they don't just do utilities these days, but they also do um, property development as well. So I think um, developers, whether you are big or small, and whether big or small, investing in residential properties I think these are the ones who might get affected here.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at the STI. Uh, Yesterday, City City Development was one of the biggest losers, down 3.2%. I'm just wondering as well are these going to be knee jerk responses in the markets that maybe investors can take the chance to buy in the dip? Hmm. I mean,
1: at the end of the day, when I'm looking, because I'm a long term investor, at the end of the day, what I'm looking for are bottom up investing. So that means looking at whether um, companies are able to ride through cycles, um, whether there is um, property measures or not, whether there's taxes or not. You know, I'm looking for companies independent of the macro environment. So as long as they have a healthy financial position, whether they are able to produce higher profits, higher revenues and strong steady cash flow, I think as long as these companies exhibit this kind of characteristics, you know, if companies, the stocks correct itself, I think it's an opportunity to actually buy the dip. Mm, okay, a lot to
0: look out for in terms of market responses in the coming days to all the budget measures. And Of course, we will have the COS debates as well that will give more detail in the policies. Mm. We'll be chatting with Willie King. He is the founder of Dividend Titan, helping us to walk through some of the potential winners and losers from Budget 2023. Willie, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everyone.